Alright guys, let's see if I can even do this fast. Um, I wanted to make a recording about different types of relationships and in the in the pride season um there are already a lot of stereotypes there's a lot there's a lot that we deal with guys there is a lot um there are already some topics that really come to my mind one of them being um so these aren't let me see I'm trying to figure out which one I want to start with. So I want to talk about, first, I'll talk about the um, dating aspect of gender. I mean, I've spoken about it before, um, but the dating aspect of gender, um, kind of from a more, um, um, like a more varied perspective, I guess I would say. Um, so depending how you identify yourself, that's going to determine a lot of other things too, as far as like labels and things. Um, so depending how you identify and who who you date versus who you have a an interest in, in a romantic or sexual kind of way versus who you actually might fantasize about. These might be completely different topics. Um, so when it comes to gender, it, it gets complex. I don't want to label it as complicated or challenging or difficult, but it, it gets complex. There's there because there's so many additional layers. Um, again, how you identify yourself as far as your own, um, like sexuality, how you identify yourself as far as your own gender identity, your sexual identity, your gender identity, um, and then who you're interested in. So, say you see somebody walking around, um, you don't know this person but who you who you find physically attractive versus once you get to know a person I'm I'm talking about my own perspective so I have I have I would say I don't mind the gender of the person that I date I don't mind that um I tend to not date cis straight males I just tend to not um mainly I'd say the main reason um for me is that you know I I really value hanging out in queer spaces with my queer friends doing very gay things and I feel like it would be hard for me to be taken out of the queer spaces or someone who might want to okay prioritize hanging out in the hetero world all the time and then okay on occasion let's go over to like the gay area town I don't really want that I kind of need someone who kind of understands you know and I'm not saying that cis straight males don't understand but I'm just kind of assuming that the majority of them don't want to hang out all the time in the gay parts of the city all the time so 
that's mostly why I don't really approach them or try to date them too much. But I, I wouldn't say that they're never attractive. Um, but I do have a hierarchy of what I find attractive. I've probably spoken about it before. But if I'm just seeing somebody, I don't know them. We've never met. We've never spoken. I, I would say I, I tend to like more androgynous looking people um that to me is a lot more um attractive I do find attractions also differently when I know somebody um when I know someone when I've interacted with them more when we're closer on a deeper more emotional level I'd say I can be more into, um, you know, all different types of people at that point. Um, again, usually the cis straight males is usually the type of person that I don't really tend to go for. Um, or cis straight females to that extent too. But I would say that I'd be likely to find them attractive more so, um, regardless not all of them i mean i'm not like attracted to every cis straight female that's ridiculous i'm totally not um there are a lot of them that i don't find attractive actually probably the majority of them and a lot of times like when when i i'd say the majority of them because a lot of the times when i learn somebody's straight i just the attraction level is just like oh like don't don't approach that you know <laughs> like don't even try don't even go there um which maybe on my end is kind of small thinking because just because someone identifies one way doesn't mean that they wouldn't be attracted or that they wouldn't maybe develop an attraction but i'm not like depending on that to happen i'm not you know expecting that when i'm like trying to date people um so yeah i'd say androgynous I'd say, um, not with toxic masculinity. I do like, you know, kind of fluid personalities as well. Um, and I would say, so that's who I'd be attracted to. That's like physically versus like emotionally, romantically. And who I'd be attracted to, um... Like, on a more sensual level, I guess I could say. Like, more, like, I guess fantasy, I guess I would say. Like, the fantasy aspect of of a person. Um, like, I'll be honest, like, when I, when I you know, when I think of, a, of an unnamed person of an un you know there's no face there's no nothing i would say really i don't have very gendered fantasies of people it's pretty neutral it's pretty neutral i would say like there's not really a lot that would identify you know genitalia or any like specific kind of thing that would be like oh this is more of a male more of a female more of a masculine more of a feminine person um fantasy wise i'd say for me people tend to be 
pretty um pretty neutral like there's there's not really a lot of like gender details um when i just think of attraction without a person actually being involved just like i'm thinking it up in my mind that's what that's where my mind goes automatically isn't towards a gender um so that i find interesting um and i just really find that interesting but so all that in mind i think that that's a start for people who maybe have a lot of questions and don't really know how they date don't really know how they Um, you know, if they're getting into dating or, you know, they haven't done any queer dating lately or at all. Um, I don't know if I'd be the norm. I don't really care. Um, I'm just my own individual self, but I would say, you know, there are a lot of different combinations of things that people can be interested in, that people might want to sexually, physically be with, um, versus what they actually sexually physically might do some people don't do sexual physical things with each other um especially during the pandemic a lot of people weren't so you know it wasn't that often that I heard of friends or anybody really meeting and hooking up with like strangers and stuff like the hookup culture was kind of definitely affected um and for some of us, that's a big part of how we socialize and meet people and interact and um, and interact in a sexual way anyways. So um, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that that's definitely something I noticed. It's like if you're not meeting people and nothing's open where you can go to meet people and people are online and then like, yeah, where are you going to have a date? Where are you going to meet at a coffee shop outside ordering your coffee on the sidewalk, standing on your ex that's six feet apart from the other ex? You know, I mean, like, there were certain points where it's like, how are you even going to meet somebody? Like, it just wasn't ideal. Um, Like, yeah, you have the beaches, parks, stuff like that. But it was still, it was so awkward. Um, And then to try to meet someone else who was comfortable enough to do it. um, It's like, man, (laughs) this is like pre-vaccines. Like, I think a lot of people were really kind of like not comfortable with that idea. Um... And there were a lot of people who didn't mind who just did what they what they felt right about and that's fine too I think whatever. But um Yeah, so those are some things that I would say that you know is maybe important to consider look at when you're dating. Um just kind of knowing those things about yourself and you might not know them right away and that's okay. I mean, sometimes sometimes you know, we don't really know things Because we haven't been told about it or taught about it or it's never really come to our mind or to our attention because it just hasn't come up yet in life. And then it comes up and we're in that situation and we're in that experience in real time. And then we know, okay, this is for me. Okay, this isn't for me. Um, Sometimes that's the only way to know. So um, I get it that not everybody knows. And I'd say I've... I've found my own way, um, not by being educated in this way. I mean, my parents never were like the people to like sit down and talk about sex 
let alone dating, let alone, you know, their idea was like, you're going to marry a black man. It's basically it. You're marrying a straight black Christian man. That that's, that's it. You know, I tell the story that's like interesting that like once I was like spacing out like after church or something, I can't remember if I'd gone to church or met my parents after they'd gone to church and we went to like Marie Callender's or something that's not like open anymore. But like, I think it was like a Marie Callender's or like Olive Garden or something like that. It was an Olive Garden. Maybe we're waiting in, you know, in the little front area. Cause like, they hadn't called our names yet, but there was nowhere to sit. So we're kind of like sitting there, just standing there, like just for a few minutes. It wasn't like a 30 minute wait. It was like a few minutes. They had to get the table ready and we're just standing there. So I'm spacing out. I'm hungry, just like spacing out. I'm not really talking to my folks. And my mom sees me like looking in the direction of this like black, like manager, waiter. I think like he was maybe a manager. He was up in the front like there with like a suit on or whatever and he's just a sharp looking black male and she kind of like nudges me or like smacks me on the arm or something a little too aggressive for what the situation was and I was like annoyed by it and she's like stop staring at him kind of like making the assumption that I'm like looking at him because he's clearly an attractive guy and I I was just like looking at who like it took me like a second and then I kind of saw where I was looking I was like oh I'm staring and I just happened to be staring in the direction of like the only black male like in the whole vicinity that's not related to me and so of course my mom assumes I'm staring at him um usually when I'm with my parents I don't really tend to look much you know attracted like towards anybody I don't usually look at anybody like that um in their presence to their knowledge um because I'm not comfortable like around them I my mind is nowhere near any of that kind of thing and just like they are such a buzzkill that I just can't but um yeah but it was just kind of an interesting thing that like clearly she wasn't even like thinking about you know, where else my mind could have gone or like, I don't know what I was even thinking about. And I didn't even notice him until she mentioned it. So, um, at all, like he was sharply dressed. He looked nice. Like there was nothing wrong with him. It's just, she just assumed cause he's a black guy in a suit and looked good that I was looking at him. And I, I mean, I was looking in his direction, but I wasn't like gawking at him. Like she assumed it was like some sexual attraction kind of thing. And like, he was attracted, but it wasn't, he was attractive, but it wasn't doing anything for me. And I wasn't like aware that he was really there. I was like looking past him through him, whatever it was. I had like, no, I was just in my own head, but, um, so that's an interesting type of thing that, that happens. Um, but also, you know, I've mentioned this before, but also depending on who you date, the, the person you date, the type of people you date, um, when it, when the when the gender when the complexities of gender might come up there are a lot of things that you know it's maybe helpful to know about i would say definitely with and and you know just like kind of 
knowing when to interact or bring up or talk about certain things so when a relationship starts getting deeper than just hey we're buddies or you know if you're not just hooking up with no like talking you know if you do like have like some form of deep intimate conversations getting to know one another better on a lot of different things a lot of times you know in queer relationships gender might come up um it's kind of interesting because one of my friends, I was telling this to one of my friends, um, maybe like in October of, or June or October of like 2019. Um, cause I was kind of dating people that weren't cisgender people. And I kind of like, she goes and asks her gay male friends and she's like, well, that never came up with them. That's not like a thing that they like ask each other about all these things. And I'm just thinking like, well, yeah, cause they're probably only dating like cisgender gay males. Like if they were dating like trans guys or if they're dating like non-binary people, I mean, the, the conversation is gonna, gonna need to come up and not like in a way that's like okay, let's bring up this conversation because I need to talk about it because I need to know everything. But it's like, no one really knows, you know. I think, I think, I don't know where I heard this, but it's something that did come up that like in hetero cis relationships, things that kind of come up sometimes, um, there's kind of like this assumption that like the woman's more passive and is likely going to be a bottom and the guy is more assertive you know and he's gonna be more masculine and therefore dominant in a top um and then all the gender roles just kind of fall into place uh, without conversation i feel like that's how those relationships kind of go um you know the woman's always wearing a dress not always but then like the guy's always wearing a tie maybe not always but like you never really see like guys coming out in like skirts with the girl coming out in like a you know a suit and tie that kind of thing doesn't really seem to be any real sort of a situation that really actually occurs in straight relationships I've never heard a lot of cis straight people being like, oh, yeah, like I didn't know how they identified their gender or their pronouns or, you know, and maybe the dating apps have it in there. I don't know. I've never been like a straight dating app, but maybe they just have the pronouns in there already. I mean, the apps I'm on have the pronouns. They have the sexual identity and all kind of different sorts of preferences that a person might have. Um and I like that because it's like now I know I don't have to like go through all that um find that out later like it says it on there um it's part of the profile usually so I find that really beneficial really helpful really useful um and another thing you know I think it's okay, you know, to not know, you know, to still be questioning about stuff. Um, If you're fluid, I think that's okay, too. I think it, I don't think it turns people off, but I think it turns people maybe a little, like, they might think that you're, there's always this thing that people think you're confused 
And I feel like that's them being confused and putting it on you. I think a lot of times you can still be fluid. You can be non-binary. You can be, you know, questioning or bi-curious or bisexual or pansexual or whatever else, you know, that's, you know, got a lot more variables to it. Um, And possibly you'd be coming across more diverse options of people to, you know, date but I don't think that makes you confused. I think that other people just might be like, oh, wow, this is like so much to try to like get into. This is so much to try to like figure out. Um, so I think that is something that's complex for people. Um, but I do feel like in straight relationships, a lot of times people kind of like it kind of defaults I don't know how their conversations work I've never been in one so I don't really know but um I don't really hear my straight friends talking about these kinds of things so I'm gonna assume that it doesn't really come up um me and my other friends you know we talk all the time about gender related stuff um I used to more often when I'd have a friend that was always around who like just really didn't really understand a lot of things about like trans people. So would always ask a lot of stuff, but I think they were just trying to figure out, um, some things about it. Um, some feelings about, you know, maybe that have been coming up that were maybe confusing for them and they just didn't really know how to like search themselves to try to like figure it out. To me, it's like, if I'm attracted to somebody, I'm attracted to them. Like, I don't really think much more into it other than, like, wow, I think that this person is very attractive. And other than that, I don't tend to think, like, oh, this person's really attractive and then want to, like, explain it away. You know, I tend to kind of lean more into it of, like, oh, they're attractive. Maybe I can get to know them more. Or, you know, or maybe I'll avoid them because it's scary or, like, you know it can be like a little it depends on the person it can be really kind of like a lot um to deal with so sometimes there's that but usually I'm not usually leaning in the direction of oh let me like avoid this person or usually I'm not leaning in the direction of let me not um talk to them because you know I don't want to get involved because it's it's a confusing dynamic um It's a complex dynamic, I would say, for sure. It can be really complex. And when you have a lot of, like, if you are, like, in a poly relationship and you have a lot of different gender factors coming up with different people, um, as well as, like, sexual identity factors coming up with different people, it's kind of, like, a lot to consider. But also, it's not, it's just a lot, it's just, it's a lot, it's complex, but there's nothing wrong with it, really. You get used to that kind of stuff. You get used to having those kind of conversations, Um, But I do think that the conversations do need to eventually happen. But how and when to start those conversations, sometimes it's even best to have a conversation about how and when to start those conversations. And then once you're able to know when it's appropriate and comfortable, because sometimes people don't want to just start talking about all this stuff. Um, You want to know what the person um, you want to you want them to know about you. And you want to know about them. Um, So I would say that is what gets so complex with relationships that are 
maybe not monogamous relationships or relationships that are, um, you know, there's more fluidity with like the sexual identities or the gender identities that a person's dating or with their own identities um, and all those areas. I think that's where things get complex is because there are so many more variables than there would be with just like, you know, other groups of people. Like you're adding like so many more variables there. And then there's not always dysphoria, but with some people there is dysphoria in some areas. I think everybody, everybody in the world has some kind of insecurity, some kind of, um, you know, thing about them that they're really maybe like self-conscious about. That's not abnormal to have those, you know, experiences even lifelong, even if a person's had them since, like, young childhood, that's not abnormal. Um, I just think people don't talk about them often. And then when it comes to, like, sexual identity, gender identity, things like that, people talk about those even less often. And then, you know, they usually start trying to, like, make more sense of it around times when they're starting to get interested in people or when they're starting to date. Because, you know, they have to meet people somehow and then you know eventually the conversations depending how deep in the relationship a person is getting eventually you want them to know certain stuff about you or eventually you want to know certain stuff about them you know like one of my favorite scenes in a in a in a show and I'm just now thinking about this one of my absolute favorite scenes in a show that I've never seen in any other show if you guys haven't seen it um, Gen Q of, um, the L word. Oh my goodness. So basically it was like the second season, but Gen Q, um, of the L word. Ah, it was awesome. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So the next, let me wait till we get to an actual two seconds later. So in the next minute, I'm going to talk about this for the next 60 seconds. Um, so plug your ears <laughs> um or skip forward so basically this um trans male uh person in the show is on grinder and finds a dude that he finds attractive and meets up with him and they're hooking up and they're kind of like on the couch I think it's like his couch in the place that he shares with his roommates and they're hooking up and he asks like you know have you ever been with a straight man and you know the guy's like no and that was like they kind of just were happy with the whole thing so all right that's my explanation but I really just like that scene because it was just so like open-minded and you know I think maybe not everybody's life goes like that you know but I think that just did show you know positivity towards like open-mindedness you know it wasn't like like they were clearly there you know for what they were there for and it 
didn't have to become some, you know, closed-minded situation causing trauma of another person. It was just like, let's, you know, that's that's not what happened. You know, it was just, ideally, that's what you'd want to have happen. Um, so I kind of liked that they kind of took that route with that situation because I was like, that's so cool. Because a lot of times, you know a lot of us are faced with, you know, when you don't fit like a norm of sexuality, a norm of gender, a norm of anything, really. Um, there are always these assumptions, especially in the queer in the queer world, there's always these assumptions that, you know, everybody you come out to is going to reject you. Everybody you come out to doesn't understand. Everybody you come out to is going to be awkward and ask you all these questions and doesn't really understand you and thinks you're confused and is going to try to argue you out of everything. Um, So it's good to see kind of a situation where they kind of normalize some experiences that are very, you know, it's very common, you know, queer culture, you know, like, I I, okay, I'm not going to say like every queer person is is promiscuous or you know has poly relationships that's not that's not accurate but you know using like an app like a dating app or like grinder or something like that or like you know it's not uncommon for gay males to hook up with each other like that's not i'm not saying that it's like the majority but i mean the app has the feature because people use it So, you know, that's how I would explain that. There's a reason why it's on there is because people would use it. Now, I wish some of the the female apps would have that feature. Um, I'd like to see if that kind of made for a different sort of setting. Um, But I haven't seen that on there. But... That's really what I what I what I think is interesting. I like that. I really like it. I really think it's cool. Um I really think it's awesome. I really I really like it actually. So um Um, yeah, so that's kind of something I wanted to bring up, which is, like, something that I thought was really cool to see, because usually you don't expect that they're gonna make it, like, like, I don't know, the thing I like about the L word is that, like, they almost took, like, a whole gay world and just made it so, like, it's, it's interesting, when you watch that show, you almost forget that, like, we're, we're a minority, it makes you feel like, we are the majority, we are in charge of things, you know, people owning their own businesses, people running for, as politicians, people working for completely queer companies and they're queer, um, you know, you know, professionals, um, being able to be themselves, certain things like dress codes and all this kind of weird, nonsensical, traditional things that, like, just, we, some of us don't fit this stuff, so it's really cool how, in the L word, especially in Gen Q, how they just made it so much more relevant, 
by making it so that like it wasn't coming from a straight like hetero perspective of let's make this from the hetero eyes eyes um and put our kind of spin on what gay life looks like it's like no this is coming from the gays they've made their own situation here and this is what it's like for them this is what it's like for us so i really really like that um and yeah so yeah i'd say when it comes when it comes to dating definitely the the conversations are gonna need to come up in a healthy relationship it's important to need need want and have and be able to kind of navigate those sorts of conversations social situations like that um is very important um i would say it's challenging oh it's so challenging (laughs) um but you know if you can surround yourself with as many people as understand then you know it 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 helps you kind of like find your own way too because then you're not always trying to push it away push it away don't think about this don't act on this don't do this it's like nah don't you know, if you can help not doing that, and if you feel like you're in a safe enough space where you can not have to do that, then it's great. Um, some other things, I mean, I don't even know if I want to put this in the same topic as dating. Um, but um, I guess I'd put it as maybe like adult content. I'll put it in that, in that, um in that category so that can be anything from i don't know like porn to like pictures and whatever websites and things um i've noticed there are some categories that you don't really see too often um you don't really see a lot of male sorry you don't really see a lot of female to male trans people um in those spaces um you definitely see a lot of male to female in those spaces and I'm not sure if it's because that's what the market says and so that's what people are doing but I don't I don't know if I believe that but yeah you don't see that many female to male um trans you know, adult material, like, there's not a lot of it out there, there's some, there's not a lot, um, and then, there's also, let's see, yeah, I guess, like, mostly the conversations would be important, I would say, like, from how to have the conversation to when to have it, how to tell if it's not going good and, you know, making sure that people feel okay about the conversations because, you know, it can bring up a lot. And sometimes people don't ever really talk about this stuff with anybody. You might be the only person they've ever actually spoken out loud about some of the stuff they have to say about themselves. And so, you know, taking that into account as well 
um, in general, you know, people talking about their experiences and things, um, it can be very eye-opening. Um, I've learned things about people from different states and different parts of the world that I was like, I didn't even know that that type of discrimination even existed because I'm so lucky to live where I do. Plus knowing the people that I know, I'm really just so lucky, um, and blessed, honestly, that, you know, those things aren't something that would be normal. Like, when I walk down the street, I can dress how I want. When I go in a place, I can mostly dress however I want. And people aren't going to be, like, not letting me in or having, like, derogatory slurs towards me while I'm, like, walking down the street. Um, I mean, I've heard, like, people I live with, housemates and whatnot. Um, but the one I'm specifically thinking about kind of has, like, their own kind of issues going on socially anyways but I overheard one of them asking somebody else in the house like what's up with her doesn't she know she's a girl and and like nobody commented and I'm just like dude (laughs) okay like you don't want to like approach me about this like why don't you ask me I can talk to you about this all day but I mean I think I think the comment was more I think it was like like does she think she's a boy or something like that? I don't remember what it was. It was something along those lines. But I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but I mean, if I did, I mean that would be nobody's business. But I, I don't. But even if I did, um, whatever. Um, but I was like, I'm just gonna let it go because these people like to argue as it is, and this that person is clearly they weren't in a stable state while they were saying it, and it it had nothing to do with anything anyone else had brought up and she was talking to some old lady. So I was just like, whatever. Um, but I did hear it and very clearly. And at first I was like, ah, that's probably not what they said. I'm like, no, I can hear everything else word for word. And that conversation was happening like five feet outside my door. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they said. So whatever. Um, but it just goes to show that not everybody understands these things. Not everybody's had a conversation with somebody about this kind of stuff um or knows how um I mean for someone to even like ask some other person in the house it's like how is that even appropriate like they need to ask me not the uh, the old lady like what does she know I mean what does she know about my gender identity I've never spoken to her about it um I mean, people can assume things. I have like a Chic Quattro uh, razor. I have Axe soap, Axe deodorant. I mean, when I fold my clothes, like the first load, I always fold on top of the on top of the dryer and leave it there. They've probably seen I've got some like boxer briefs up in there and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm sure they they've seen things that they know about. So you know that you know, but it's none of their business and you know, I think it's pretty obvious (laughs) to them too. Like, I think the old man mentioned to me once, he was like saying something like, you know, it doesn't matter like what color you are, if you're gay or whatever. Like he even like straight up mentioned it. Like, so I was like, okay, I think he's just, that's just him. Um, but I've lived there for a few years now. I think it's pretty clear that I'm pretty gay. I think they know. Um, I'm pretty sure they know, but that's fine. Um, so there was all that. 
but I mean, I don't feel uncomfortable there. They don't make me uncomfortable with any of it. Um, it's just something that comes up that you're just like, all right, here's this thing again. But, um, yeah, there's that. There's, what else was I going to say? Like, yeah, if, if relationships, you know, or I don't know if you want to call, like, you know, hookups, relationships, in sexual interactions with people, um, or more physical intimacy without maybe even sex being involved. Um, I think, you know, it's important to know what's okay to people or for people. Um, like for example, there, there are a lot of, um, maybe like trans males that don't like people touching their chest or like, you know, some people might use like prosthetics. Um, I don't, that's how I refer to them. Everyone kind of refers to their own genitals as their own, their own things. They have their own terms. Prosthetic to some people might be very offensive and might imply like some kind of disability or some sort of problem. And that's not really how I use the word, but it's like, I I guess I should just call it genitalia, but not everybody calls theirs that. And you know, um, I think it's fine to have, for someone to have whatever they have. Yeah, I should look at that word prosthetic, because I feel like maybe that is a little, that, that could be offensive. Like, I'd say one of the last people I dated told me that that's kind of what they preferred. And so that kind of just stuck with me, because that was the first person who had ever told me that. Um, and so I just started using that and now I'm kind of realizing, oh, maybe that probably doesn't apply to everybody. And I think it is important to kind of know what each person prefers to have touched, to have talked about, to have avoided or ignored to, um, and what your comfort levels are with different things. Um... There's a comment in the um, the real L word where I think there was this this one person actor her name was Jax a lesbian female um there was a I think she was talking to I can't remember who now but there was this one kind of character that would always she was kind of like a like a like a like a tattling type like in the LA crew she would always like tattle like she never really went out or partied or anything but she had a house where everybody kind of lived there Whitney lived there at a certain point Jax lived there um and I think it was the episode where they were saying like the house of Whitney's exes or whatever and and then they were outside talking and then um one of them was like yeah, everybody sucked, every, every lesbian sucked a dildo before or something, and then they were like, oh, no, like, they were, like, offended by it, and it was the one where Romy, it was the one where Romy came out to her friend saying that, I mean, she is bi, but she came out to her friends that she was dating a guy, and then she was, it was kind of the episode where she was like, well, I'm on the L word, and, like, all that kind of stuff too. So, or, or one of the episodes near there, but I remember it was, they were sitting outside on like this outdoor furniture 
and then it was Jax and Romy and like somebody else and the other tattling person gossiping tattling person and yeah they they were just like yeah I think it was Jax it was like we've all sucked the dildo every now and then and then they're all like ew like no um but I don't think that's too abnormal either um like a lot of I mean a lot of people like strap on so that is just what it is um but it was just kind of like interesting because like when when Romy started talking about you know sex with her with her boyfriend like one of them got kind of like squeamish and one of her friends was like squeamish kind of like like don't talk to me about that you know (laughs) like 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 kind of like how like people who aren't comfortable kind of do um, I don't want to say like children or like teens because there are a lot of teens that are plenty comfortable talking about stuff and a lot of adults that are plenty uncomfortable. So I don't even want to slap that on the people because I mean, people can still develop a comfort regardless of their age, um, within, you know, legal, within legal limits, guys. Um, but yeah. I found that interesting. That was just kind of a comment that I'm like, really? Like, um, just kind of like their reactions were just kind of funny to me. Cause I was just like, oh, they really didn't like that. She said that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. This was not short at all. I thought it would be really short. Um, uh, I thought it would be 15 minutes. That was like 30 minutes ago. Um, but I really liked, um, kind of, talking about this kind of stuff on here um I wasn't trying to get like graphic or you know I don't know what the age ranges of the audience here are so I try not to get too you know into details of stuff that would like deter people or make them feel uncomfortable or anything like that um more just for like food for thought and you know kind of fun educational um, I don't want it to be too stuffy, but I don't want it to be so irrelevant because it's too polished or too, um, sterile, you know, to a point where it's like, we can't talk about sex. We can't talk about anything. It's like, dude, this is reality. Not everybody's having sex, but there are people who do and there are people who are going to do it. And that's just how it is. So, you know, I think if people, you know, adults um one of my friends said um elder millennials so I think with all of us elder millennials being out there very tech savvy people I think with all the media being kind of on board with our kind more and more now from what I'm seeing and I live in like a hub of like media production um or I have, I don't currently live anywhere near Hollywood, but it's within a driving distance and I plan to be there a lot more often. And I'm actually considering collaborating with some people. Um, but we'll see if that can happen or if it will happen or what might happen. But yeah, guys, I really enjoy posting this stuff. I just wish I had more time to do it when I wasn't tired. Like, I work at 8 a.m., so I feel like it would be a little rough for me to start posting stuff at 6.30 in the morning. Um, Plus, usually I'm, like, 
thinking about this stuff while I'm working. I'm not really thinking about it too much at like 6.30 a.m. So it just kind of comes to me more so in the evenings when I have more downtime and less energy, though. So I apologize always for that. You know, quality is important to me. It's just that if I had to wait until I had the time to put out quality content, I would probably almost never record anything because I don't think I'd have both the energy and the time other than maybe on like weekends sometimes which is when I tend to record a lot more too but um yeah I hope this is helpful um just you know trying to keep the conversations open with with the people you're interested in um trying to develop a better and really good understanding of your own self what you're looking for kind of things that interest you kind of things that like you would be interested in doing like behaviorally or thinking about with your thoughts or not interested in things that you're kind of not comfortable with or just don't want to do it's good to kind of know those things and again you're not I don't think anybody's going to always know every possible scenario until it might come their way but yeah guys um you know be safe out there this pride 2021 keep it safe always have safe practices in mind you know like if that's for the rony rona virus or any other types of viruses and diseases that can be contracted out there and you know i'm not to say you know that anyone who has contracted anything like i'm not shaming people but i'm just saying like um you can still be safe about it um and still be respectful towards people um, who have, you know, if they do have, uh, a virus or some sort of a health situation, I mean, um, it doesn't mean they have to be avoided. I mean, they can still have a healthy sex life too. Um, so just being educated about those types of things and making sure, you know, you're on point with your own, you know, health, you know, None of us would purposely, you know, take the coronavirus on us. So I don't think any of us would purposely take on any other kind of viruses either. It's just important. You know, your health is going to be important. Um, I do care about you guys, even if I don't know you. Um, I want to see us thriving out there and doing good. Even with all the adversity we have to face, I I don't want us dying off. So um, keep at it. And hopefully you guys have some fun dating. And, you know, Pride is the the dating and mating season for a lot of us. So I hope, um, I kind of joke about that with some friends of mine. I say it's the, the dating and mating season. But, um, yeah, just have fun. If you're going to have fun, know how to do it and know how to do it safely. And with that, it's, it's getting late. So I got to go eat dinner. But, um... Thanks for listening.